0: This is Monday, January 8th. Do signs and symbols mean much to you? Is there a symbol connected to you and your family? For my family, we have the crest of our family clan, the McPherson clan. My family is Scottish roots, and our crest features a big cat like a lion or a tiger with bared claws and his mouth open showing his teeth. The clan's slogan at the top reads, Touch not the cat, but a glove. Now this crest does not mean that the clan is made up of cat lovers. But it's a way of saying, You better think twice before messing with us. We may purr softly, but watch out for our cloths. Now we begin this second week of our 2024 message series from the Gospel of Luke chapter 15. That chapter records three parables spoken by Jesus in response to criticism he received from the religious leaders of his time. Now here's how the setting is explained, Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 2. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now, you have to love this scene. First, look at who is there to hear Jesus. It is the people that would not ever darken the door of a church. These are people who had been long written off by the religious leaders. They were the worst of the worst. The sign that some people, well, they've just gone bad. There's no way back. There's no hope for them. Yet, these are the people drawn to Jesus because they see in him a love they've never received from the Pharisees. They've never seen this kind of love before. This love from Jesus is for the outcast, for the lost, and it provokes a judgment and the scorn of him by the religious leaders. Jesus has no desire to justify himself in their eyes. Instead, he wants to reveal to them the heart of the Father Toward sinners, in the hope that they will see that the Father loves them as well. He wants them to see that they're missing out on what the tax collectors and sinners are now in on. He will show them that though they've always been sinners on the outside looking in, they are now on the outside unwilling to come in. Now to begin, Jesus uses one of the most deeply rooted metaphors of the Jewish people. This is the story that he tells. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Now Jesus uses the story of a shepherd and sheep because on the family crest of the Jewish people, they would have a sheep being cared for by a shepherd. This metaphor was given life by the greatest of their kings, King David himself. When the Lord recruited David to serve, this is where David was, out tending the flocks of his father Jesse. The book of Psalms tells us about David. It says, He chose David his servant, this is the Lord, and took him from the sheep pens, from tending the sheep he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he led them. That's Psalm 78, 71-72. But this metaphor of the sheep and shepherd finds even greater expression in the Psalm of David. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus uses the story of a shepherd because every Jewish person would understand. It's as if Jesus is saying, Yes, you talk about shepherd and the Lord a lot. But do you know the shepherd? Do you know him at all? That really is the focus of the study for the next few weeks ahead. It is not about how broken and needy we sinners can be, It's about how loving and filled with grace our Heavenly Father is. It is about how God stands ready to retrieve us, to receive us, and to rejoice over us. And this is why we are beginning the year in this study. You see, the family crest of our Heavenly Father is not a cat meant to strike fear into anyone that messes with him. It's a shepherd going in search of a sheep that is lost. We also return to this study because we easily forget the love of God. We forget when we stumble, when we fall or struggle. We typically think that God loves us related to about how well we're doing at the time. And that means when we stumble, we think God is disappointed with us. How could he not be? We're disappointed with ourselves. And that is what the tax collectors and sinners were told at the time of Jesus. God had turned his face away from them. God doesn't have a place for them or a purpose for them. But Jesus was there to show them that they were wrong and that just the opposite was true. God was pursuing them, ready to love them and restore them. In the three parables, there's not one note of judgment at all, only the offer of love and an opportunity to respond. You see, Jesus even wants his critics to get it. He wants them to see, as self-righteous as they are, they're loved by the Father. And he wants them to join in the celebration of his grace and goodness. Let's pray. God of all grace, sometimes we wonder if we know you at all. Reveal yourself to us so that we might see the magnitude of your love and learn how to live in your grace. For in the name of Jesus, we pray.